Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Giz, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, December 6, 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on John Oliver, John Mayer, Randy Travis, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Danny Masterson, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. The things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're not the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Are not. M2. Are not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped, childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gabriel. Every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of the today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656. And press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertainment, the number one. And you can also follow me on Twitter as well. I go by the name of Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on the gram. Just type in T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 44 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I want to say thank you. 
for tuning in on this Wednesday afternoon. And thank you for uh, showing love and support these eight years here on Block Talk Radio. Also, before I get started with the show today, I want to thank uh, the founders of the Me Too moment, Tarana Burke, who appeared on the cover of the Time uh, magazine, along with actress um, Rose McGowan, Selma Blair, and actually Judge. These women are the ones who broke the silence by coming forward with accusations against Harvey Weinstein. Also, uh, we also want to... Shout out former Uber engineer Susan Fowler, who was one of the women on the cover. She posted a powerful blog entry in February about harassment she faced during her time at the company. Also, um, you know, this whole Me Too hashtag came about uh, by the woman Tarana Burr, who first used the phrase, that would become such a widely used hashtag in 2017, more than a decade ago while working with young survivors of harassment and assault. And actress, thanks to actress Alyssa Milano, who actually sent a screenshot of the, of the phrase, and uh, she chose to send it out there on Twitter. Uh, she even wrote on Twitter, quote, if you've been sexually harassed, assaulted, write me too as a reply to the tweet. Now, this is what she told Time Magazine, and when she woke up, she woke up to more than 30,000 uses of the hashtag, and then she just got emotional and burst into tears. Um, so it's a, good, it's a good day. It's a good day. We're starting to see a lot of uh, women coming forward. We're not afraid anymore, and uh, it just feels good. It feels good to be a woman in 2017. Also, uh, Trump and former NFL player Colin Kaepernick, uh, um, Amazon head Jeff Benzo, Kim Jong-un, the Dreamers, and former FBI director Robin Mueller were also on that short list for the award as the uh, company states the person of the year is for good or ill. And, you know, this announcement comes after so-called Trump made a mockery of the uh, destination, noting on Twitter that Time had called him and told him he would probably be named. But the magazine caught him in a lie by clarifying that they don't reach out to anyone until December 6th. Uh, Time said that Trump was incorrect about how they choose their person of the year. As usual, he's always incorrect. And Time tweeted that they do not comment on their choice until the publication, which is, again, on December 6th. Lots to talk about as usual. We're going to be this week in entertainment. We're going to be talking about uh, HBO host uh, John Oliver. He had did an uh, a interview. Monday night, he was a moderator of the 20th anniversary screening of Wag the Dog at the 92nd Street Y here in New York on Monday night, and he called out Dustin Hoffman. Remember, Dustin Hoffman, uh, it was alleged uh, he was behaving badly. He was uh, alleged of harassing, he was alleged of sexual harassment uh, while he was filming uh, his movie. And John Oliver just called him out on it, you know, and Dustin Hoffman, he really put him on the spot. He really put him on the spot. I'll tell you more about that. Uh, John Mayer, he apparently he had a health crisis. He had to go a emergency operation on his appendix, 
and that had forced him to postpone a show in New Orleans. I'll tell you more about that. Also, there's a footage of Randy Travis that um, happened back in 2012, which he tried so hard to not for it. He tried to prevent. He tried to go the measure to prevent it from resurfacing, but apparently he failed at that because now it's out there. I'll tell you what was on that. Uh, video, which why he was trying to hide that tape for years. Also, uh, the latest celebrity to get a star on the Hollywood Ho- uh, Walk of Fame, I'll tell you who that is, along with the rest of the class of 2018. And the latest actor who has been accused of uh, sexual misconduct after multiple women accused this actor of rape and actually He's on a show on Netflix, and when Netflix found out, they cut ties with him. We're talking about actor Danny Masterton, who we all know from the 70s show. He's the latest actor to be accused of sexual misconduct. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Hit it. All right. Well, John Oliver confronted Dustin Hoffman about his allegation of sexual harassment, dogging him in a tense face-off that lasted about 30 minutes on Monday night. The HBO host, who was moderating a 20th anniversary screening of Wag the Dog at the 92nd Street Y on Monday night, called Hoffman public apology last month a cop-out, while the actor repeatedly denied the allegations against him. Last month, former intern Anna Graham Hunter claimed the actor made lewd comments and groped her on the set of the 1986 film Death of a Salesman. Hoffman responded responded with a statement at the time that read, quote, I have the utmost respect for women and feel terrible that anything I might have done could have put her in an uncomfortable situation. I am sorry it is not reflected of who I am, unquote. But Oliver did not hold back when he slammed the actor public apology on Monday, saying, quote, it's not reflective of who I am. It's that kind of response to this stuff that pisses me off, unquote. And when the 80-year-old actor said, you weren't there, Oliver just grew, he just gasped from, and he drew the gasp from the crowd when he shouted back that he, he was glad he wasn't. Now, Hoffman, who returns to the tense subject several times during the panel discussion, uh, adamantly denied groping Graham Hunter and said he didn't even remember meeting her. You know, and you notice that's that's common. That's all. That's all they've been saying. Oh, I don't remember her. I don't know her. They all say that. Well, he's also discredited his accuser and blamed Oliver for making an incredible assumption of his guilt. John Mayer underwent an emergency appendectomy uh, 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 Tuesday morning uh, when he it forced him to postpone a New Orleans Dead and Company show. The band announced the news on Twitter and added that all tickets for the Tuesday night show at Smoothie King Center would be honored for a to-be-announced rescheduled date. Mayer, who's 40, has been touring with Dead and Company, a reshuffled Grateful Dead lineup since 2015. Now, the band currently includes former Grateful Dead member Bob Weir, Mickey Hart, and Bill uh, Krutzman. 
Now, Weird offered Mayor a get well soon wish on Twitter along with the photo of the pair on stage. Now, the group is in the second leg of its 2018 tour and has shows slated for a Thursday and Friday in Florida as well as a string of dates in Mexico in February. So uh, we wish John Mayer uh, get well soon. And footage from Randy Travis' naked tirade during an infamous 2012 drunk driving arrest was made public by Texas Authority for the first time. The census dash cam video show a naked Travis, a country mu- music hall of famer, escorted to the police car by an officer in the town of Sagar, which is located in North Texas. Another portion of the clip showed Travis ranting while sitting in the passenger seat of the car. A trooper then asked if Travis uh, Tribe is directed towards him, and to which the singer replied, yes, it is. Now, the arrest took place in February of 2012, shortly after Travis crashed his car, and authorities later confirmed that Travis' blood alcohol concentration was double the legal amount. Now, Travis, who's 58 years old, had attempted to prevent the video from being released by authorities by filing a lawsuit early this year, but his request was denied in court last week. Now, the singer has won six Grammys in his career and is known for songs such as Three Wooden Crosses and Forever and Ever Amen. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is cementing his status as a Hollywood star, literally. The popular multi-hyphenated is reportedly set to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on December 13 for his contribution in the motion picture category. Johnson, who's 45, is a familiar face at the box office, and he has starred in hits like uh, Moana and the most recent Fast and Furious installment, The Fate of the Furious. He currently has this highly anticipated Jumanji reboot on the horizon, as well as the Fast and Furious spinoff, co-starring Jason Statham. Now, his ceremony will come just before those of Lin-Manuel Miranda, Will Al Yankovic, and Shonda Rhimes, who are all slated to receive stars on their own in 2018. Now, celebrities who score a star must first be nominated, be it by a third party, such as a fan or a recording label, or by themselves. Now, the highly coveted stars cost, get this, $40,000, and celebrities must agree to attend the star public unveiling ceremony before they allow to accept. And a policy uh, was put in place after Bruce Springsteen declined his star and had it rescinded in 1989. And Netflix has cut ties with Danny Masterson after multiple women accused the actor of rape. Now, Masterson, known for his portrayal of Steve High on That 70s Show, has been starring on Netflix series The Ranch, but the streaming service announced its decision to part ways Tuesday in the wake of the allegation. Four women came forward in March 2017 to accuse Masterson of raping them over a decade ago. The actor has denied the allegation and contend any sexual relationship he's been involved in were Consensual. Now, shortly after the allegations surfaced against Matheson, uh, who uh, is 41, the Los Angeles Police Department and the city district attorney office confirmed they had launched a probe into the accusation. Now, the dismissal comes several weeks after one of Matheson's accusers condemned Netflix for not distancing itself from the actor amid the allegations. An accuser 
identity was not revealed, meanwhile said that Netflix executive Andy Yeatman informed her he didn't believe the allegation against Masterson without realizing she was one of the accusers, and this was according to the Huffington Post. Now, Masterson appeared to, uh, he appeared on the first two seasons of The Ranch, which launched in 2016. The comedy also stars uh, fellow uh, That 70s Show alum Ashton Kusher. That 70s Show currently remains on Netflix following the streaming service announcement that it was removing Masterson from The Ranch. And Terry Crews is taking legal action against the Hollywood honcho he accused of sexual assaulting him last year. The former NFL player turned actor filed a lawsuit against Adam Vennett, a prominent agent who Cruz claimed grabbed his genitals during a party in February 2016. Cruz, who first came forward with the groping accusation in a Twitter thread in October, claimed in the legal filing that he called out to Adam Sandler after the party where the alleged encounter occurred. Now, the lawsuit also asserted Sandler's uh, called uh, apparently, Sandler called Cruz later that night, and both men expressed how stunned they were by Bennett's alleged misconduct. Cruz, who's currently star, stars on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, contends he experienced psychological distress following the incident and is concerned that Bennett's standing in Hollywood could impact his acting career, and this is according to a TMZ report. Now, Bennett He's um, he's one of those higher ups in the William Morris Endeavor Agency, and he was suspended by the firm following Cruz's allegation, but has get this since returned to work. Last month, Cruz said on Good Morning America that the alleged assault left him feeling emasculated and objectified. Cruz also has uh, he has also submitted a police report regarding Bennett's alleged misconduct to the Los Angeles Police Department, and uh, this was like he ABC had reported this about around last month. So good for Terry Cruz because you know we 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 know that. Women are coming forward, and it's happening to a lot of women, but it can happen to men as well. So good for Terry for really um, going forward with this. Uh, right now we have here 17 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you are a registered listener here on Block Talk Radio, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder via email or through your phone that uh, when I come on the air live. Also, if you want to know more about the show, make sure you like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash deathentertainment.radio. You will see a logo in bright red letters with a red carpet and the spotlights in front. Make sure you also follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertaining the number one. You can also follow me. Estiletto14, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. HBO will be moving forward with Russell Simmons' all-deaf comedy, but has scrubbed all mention of his name from the show. Now, as you know, the music mogul has been hit by accusation of sexual assault as well. And, of course, like most male accused of being toxic and destructive to the female mind, body, and spirit, Simmons denied being a perversion. In a statement, HBO says, quote, 
HBO will be airing all deaf comedy as planned. However, Russell Simmons will not appear in the new series and will be removing his name from the show moving forward. The series is a platform for promising and upcoming comedians, and we we do not want to deprive them of an opportunity to showcase their talent to a national audience. We have no other projects with Russell Simmons, unquote. Deaf Comedy Jam aired on HBO from 1992 to 1997 and in 2006 to 2008. The new six episodes kick off, just kicked off on December 1st. Now, the hip-hop mogul announced that he's stepping down from his empire shortly after screenwriter Jenny Lummett's column in The Hollywood Reporter was published. Lummett claimed Simmons would not let her go home and forced her into having sex with him in 1991 when she was 24. Now, Simmons is also facing accusation of rape from model Carrie Clawson Kaligi. Uh, I'm not surprised about Russell Simmons because he's been always saying um, he's known for being very brash, very uh, hard. You, uh, you know, he can't have do he can't even say a sentence without using a lot of profanity. Uh, he that's just how he is. And you know what's I you know what's the crazy thing about this? Simmons has two beautiful daughters from. Um, uh, the model um, Kamora, Kamora. How? I mean, do you men think about you know what would happen if somebody did their to their their own daughters? I mean, do they ever think about that? You know, how would you like for some man say to your daughter? You know. Uh, Forcing themselves on them and and saying these crude and and, and derogatory comments to them. He, they, I know he wouldn't like it. Matter of fact, I bet you Russell Simmons would be the first one to even get a shotgun ready for the guy who would have would have done that to his daughters. I'm just saying. So uh, NBC doesn't appear to be in any rush to replace Al's host Matt Lauer, but the today's uh, Saturday co-host. Craig Melvin's name has popped up as an option. The 38-year-old NF, MSNBC live host is being considered to fill in behind the desk, and this is according to Entertainment Tonight. Uh, Melvin, he joined NSNBC in 2011 and has manned coverage of the George Zimmerman trial, the Sandy Hook massacre, and the 2012 Republican and Democratic National Conventions. He won an Emmy in 2006 while working at a South Carolina TV station. As you all know, Lauer was first uh, fired last week after an accusation of sexual harassment. And uh, Sunday's Today host, Willie Geitz, has also been rumored as a possible replacement, as have Megyn Kelly and Hoda Copy. And meanwhile, NBC is erasing all memories of Matt Lauer by reportedly demolishing his office, removing his nameplate from the building, and trashing all pictures of the shame anchor. This is according to page six. The outlet notes that network insiders have revealed that Lauer office on the third floor of 30 Rock was one of many ongoing renovations, but now they have instead started tearing it apart. Now, according to one source, Matt office is being completely demolished. Everything is going, including that button, that alleged button on his desk, his nameplate, the photo of him in the hallways, the picture of him online and on NBC News social media. They are also sick 
sickened by his behavior, and it's almost like they wanted to pretend he never existed. Now, Lau is reportedly offering apologies to several of his former colleagues by sending personal emails saying, I am truly sorry. The insider added that many of today's staffers are so shocked and outraged by Lau's behavior that they have been unable to find the words to write back. Mm, mm, mm. And House of Cars will be back in business come 2018. Netflix announced on Monday that the upcoming sixth and final season of the acclaimed drama will begin production early in the new year. Season six will consist of eight episodes starring Robin Wright as Claire Underwood. The future of the series has been in limbo since sexual misconduct allegation against star Kevin Spacey surfaced in late October. Now, Spacey was promptly fired from the show, and production has been on hold since October 31st. Spacey was first accused of making an unwanted sexual advance towards a then 14-year-old Anthony Rapp in a BuzzFeed report. After Rapp came forward, multiple other accusers did the same, including eight House of Cards employees. The employees told CNN that Spacey created a toxic work environment on set by coming on to young male staffers with non-consensual touching and crude comments. Now, Spacey, who's 58, is currently under investigation by British authorities. Wow. And Miss Candy Burris from the Real Housewives of Atlanta and a member of Escape said that she had no problem touring with the group but wouldn't record with them. Well, we learned that exactly what happened is the ladies, minus Candy, did indeed hit up the studio and they hired Vince uh, Herbert as that new manager, you know, Tamar's husband or soon-to-be ex-husband. Tamika Tiny Harris told Hip Hollywood that she and her group members are looking forward to working with Herbert. Uh, where they're, With their new management in place, the ladies have also released two new tracks called Dream Killer and Wife Dub. And as for Candy, she has signed on to be part of the latest revival of Chicago. That's right. Candy's going to be performing on the Great White Way. Burris will be participating in the show eight-week run beginning next month. The 41-year-old Grammy-winning artist will appear from January 15 to March 11 as Matron, I'm sorry, Matron Mama Morton. And interestingly enough, YouTube sensation Todrick Hall is starring in the production as Billy Flynn. Wow. And if you're in the New York area, you got to check out Chicago. It's one of um, one of uh, one of the best shows that you can see on Broadway. And many celebrities has uh, performed in that show. Uh, Wendy Williams, Brandy, so many stars uh, have performed and uh, did the role of uh, uh, Mama Morton and Billy Flynn. So. Um, that's the reason why Candy decided not to record with her her former band members. And Westbury New Road in the St. Michael area of Barbados is now known as Rihanna Drive. That's right, Rihanna got a street named after her. This comes after the Island Nation Prime Minister dedicated the street to the pop star last Thursday. Now, the block is where the singer grew up before exploding onto the international music scene. The government of Barbados had renamed the street Rihanna Drive in honor of the Barbados native who is a world-famous singer, actress, and entrepreneur of Robin Rihanna Fenty, who grew up there, and the plaque uh, in her honor, read the love on the brain singer gave a speech. I'm sorry, she gave a speech 
at the dedicated ceremony, but it, the plaque was in her honor. So um, she's excited. You know, she worked. You, she's one of these entertainers that works so hard. A lot of people thought when she had her first hit, SOS, that she was going to be a one-hit wonder. A lot of people thought that. You know, she uh, signed up with the Jay-Z. Uh, Jay-Z had discovered her, and uh, matter of fact, when she had to do a audition, he had her to sing right on the spot. That's right, right on the spot. So uh, congratulations to Riri. Right now we have uh, 26 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you listen to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show again, make sure you click on the follow-up button here on the, the show page, and that way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, so make sure you follow me. Uh, coming up in the next half hour, uh, we're going to be talking about Remember the mob drama, uh, Gotti, that Lion Gate said they were going to put out and it was going to star John Travolta? But for some apparent reason, they put a stop on the release of the movie. It was supposed to come out next week, December 15th. I'll tell you the latest. And remember Naya Rivera, who uh, was arrested for uh, domestic violence on her husband? Well, she has filed for divorce again to to her husband, uh, Ryan Darcy. I'll tell you the latest. Also, uh, Quentin Tarantino has pitched to J.J. Abrams about him directing the next episodes of Star Wars. I'll tell you what he said. And also, um, that latest on uh, Meek Mills, uh, how a, that Philadelphia judge, uh, Janice Brinkley, she still denied, uh, she still is refusing to spring Meek Mills from prison. I'll give you the update. And uh, Oprah Winfrey is now, uh, she's, she's going to still remain the CEO of OWN, but uh, Discovery uh, Communication is also has their stake in it as well. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Surrounded in your circle 
The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 25 minutes left remaining in the show. That was Jennifer, the very soulful Jennifer Nettles from her Christmas album, Celebrate Me Home. And the album is To Celebrate Christmas. You know, I first learned about Jennifer Nettles when she sang at President Barack Obama's first inauguration in uh, 2009, and I've been a fan ever since. And uh, when they she performed the song on the uh, Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller Center last week, a week ago, I just had to play. I know, you know, I wanted to do something different this year, to, you know, to play some nice Christmas songs to celebrate the the holiday that's just upon us in a couple of weeks. So uh, again, Jennifer Nettle and Celebrate Me Home. All right, uh, just before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, Liongate's uh, gaudy mob drama 
is kind of sleeping with the fishes. Uh, the production company has pulled the John Travolta biopic about the infamous mobster from his schedule and sold it back to Emmett Furla Oasis Film just 10 days before its planned release, according to Tracking Board. The movie was planned to be released December 15, but is unlikely to meet that deadline. Gotti also starred Travolta's wife, Kelly Preston, as Victoria Gotti and Stacey Keach as Gotti Mentor. Entourage star uh, Kevin Connolly directed the flick. There's still no explanation as to why Liongate returned the movie. And Naya Rivera and Ryan Dorsey are splitting up again. The Glee alum filed for divorce yesterday, according to documents obtained by The Blast. Rivera filed for divorce the first time in November 2016, but dismissed the filing in October. This time she asked for joint legal and physical custody of their two-year-old son, Josie. The 30-year-old actress was arrested on November 25th for the allegedly hitting Dorsey, who recently starred in Pitch. The couple was taking the toddler for a walk when Rivera allegedly hit Dorsey in the head though the actor declined medical attention for a busted lip and a head injury, and that's according to the police report. Rivera was arranged on a misdemeanor domestic battery charge and released on a $1,000 bond to her father-in-law. Quentin Tarantino has pitched a Star Trek movie to Paramount, according to Deadline, and J.J. Abrams is already putting together a writer's room. Unfortunately, there are no further details about Tarantino's idea, but he would reportedly consider directing the movie with Abrams producing. In 2015, Tarantino said he was a fan of the original TV series. Abram, who's working on Star Wars Episode Nine, directed the 2009 reboot Star Trek and the 2013 sequel Star Trek Into Darkness. Tarantino said last year that he only plans to direct two more films. His next movie about the Charles Manson murders stars uh, Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate and expected to hit theaters on August 19, 2019. And a Philadelphia judge is refusing to spring rapper Meek Mills from prison, saying that the rapper is a danger to the community. Judge Janice Brickley denied Mills' bid for bail in the decision made public on Monday. Last month, Brickley sent his Mills to a two- to four-year prison term for violating his probation for a 2008 drug and weapon possession. Mills was in Brickley court after the rapper was arrested in Inwood and charged with popping wheelies on a dirt bike as well as an arrest in St. Louis for an altercation with two airport employees. The charges in both cases were dropped. Brickley also said that William was a danger to himself due to his continuous drug use. Prosecutors and probation officers weren't asking for Brickley to lock up Mills, and Brickley's a prison sentence has triggered fury among Mills supporters, including the Reverend Al Sharpton and Jay-Z, saying that Mills exemplified the abuse and overreach that has sent many to jail on minor violations just as they were trying to get their lives back on track after a prison stunt. Now, the 30-year-old rapper whose name is Robert Rigmick Williams plans to appeal the bail ruling and wrongful sentence at the heart of the controversy, and Takapina and Sharpton visit Mill at a Chester, Pennsylvania prison last week. And Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey, she is going to remain the CEO of OWN for the next eight years after signing a new deal with its parent company, Discovery Communications. In addition to locking in OWN, 
through at least till 2025. Discovery also shelled out $70 million to acquire an additional 24.5% stake and own from Winfrey's Harpo, Inc., now, the purchase after factoring in net debt at the network puts the discovery stake in own at more than 70% now, and this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. It represents Winfrey's first payment from the Harpo ownership stake in own in the decades since the joint venture was originally forged. And um, they said that uh, Winfrey and Harpo, they retain a significant minority interest. So, you know, they try to uh, make sure that they have programs and shows that uh, that have, like, some kind of uh, – that, that pertains to – that focus on minority issues, minority storylines, and et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, Discovery Channel has their stake in OWN now. Samuel L. Jack, now here is a crazy story, and it's not uncommon. Samuel L. Jackson's name came out of the mouth of a man that was arrested at Los Angeles International Airport over the weekend after he was caught carrying multiple weapons. Now, according to TMZ, an unidentified man got busted Sunday for totting knives, or toting knives, rather, a long piece of a red bar and a handful of tools through the airport. In the video of the arrest obtained by TMZ, he is heard saying, quote, my uncle Samuel, uh, Samuel Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson. Law enforcement sources said that cops were alerted to a suspicious man hanging around the airport with a bow and arrow. Now, when the cops approached, he reportedly took off, which set off a brief chase. The situation ended when cops tased the man and apprehended him. The man was taken to a hospital by an ambulance, apparently having suffered injuries during the arrest. But Samuel L. Jackson had yet to comment. In other words, there's a lot of people that these uh, just ordinary people who get arrested for doing things that they're not supposed to be doing, and the first thing they say, oh, they're related to uh, this celebrity, or do you know who I'm related to? It's starting to become common now. I know when I first started this show, I started uh, reporting or telling you about uh, stories about certain uh, people who just just spew out some celebrity names claiming they related to them and that uh, you should let me go, I shouldn't be charged, or et cetera. So Samuel L. Jackson's just the latest. The nominees for the 49th annual NAACP Image Awards were announced earlier this week uh, with Netflix and OWN leading the nomination in the television category with 23 nominations and 17 nominations, respectively. In the recording category, RCA Records led with 12 nominations, followed by Capitol Records with six, and Atlanta Records and Columbia Records both with three nominations. Universal Pictures led with 10 nominations, followed by Annapurna and Oprah Road Film. Both received five nominations in the motion picture categories. The two-hour live TV special will air on TV One on Monday, January 15, 2018. The Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday with a one-hour live red carpet pre-show. 
and Donald Trump uh, absence in the balcony of Sunday's 40th Annual Kennedy Center Honors did absolutely nothing to prevent the show from going on without a hitch. Queen Latifah, Buster Rhymes, The Roots, Shaka Khan, Stevie Wonder, and Misty Copeland joined an all-star lineup of talent on Sunday, December 3rd to salute this year's recipients, singer-songwriter Gloria Stefan, TV legend Norman Lear, dancer-choreographer Carmen de Lavalade, uh, rapper-actor LL Cool J, and singer-songwriter Lionel Richie. It was a rare Candy Center honors that did not feature the sitting president looking on from a prime perch in a box seat. As previously reported, the president and first lady Melania backed out of the event back in August when three of the honorees said they would not attend the traditional White House reception that accompanies the Ken Sen honors in protest of his presidency. Another personality out of the mix on Sunday was Stephen Colbert, who had hosted the past three editions of the ceremony, which will air December 26th as a special on CBS. Colbert was dropped from the role earlier in the year because of his nightly criticism of Trump on CBS The Late Show. And according to Variety, the event proceeded without a former MC. Caroline Kennedy offered a brief welcome, and some MC-like duties were fulfilled by 2001 Kennedy Center honoree Quincy Jones. Mariah Carey has hopped on Jay-Z Rock Nation team for help putting her back on the top. Carey is signing with Rock Nation to manage her career after firing former manager Stella uh, Bulaknikov uh, early this month. Uh, Carrie will join a roster that includes Rihanna, J. Cole, Shakira, DJ Khaled, T.I., and Big Sean, and she hopes to tap into Jay-Z's entrepreneur vision, which, as business insiders know, have grown uh, grown since the rapper's career took off in the early 1990s. Now, the, the, the mogul has made some major business moves since 1995 when he founded Rockefeller Records. He has since launched a clothing company, a sports management company, and a music streaming service. And speaking of Jay-Z, he has opened up about how his marriage to Beyonce survived scandal and infidelity. In a new interview with the, the New York Times Style magazine, uh, Jigga hit on a, a, a slew of topics, admitting to cheating on his superstar wife in the past and sharing how their combined star power is what ultimately held them together. Now, Beyonce's album, Lemonade, revealed her heartbreak over Jay's infidelity. Jay-Z has since shared his feeling on the matter uh, via his album, 444, released this summer. He described the process as very, very uncomfortable, noting that, quote, we were using our art almost like a therapy session, unquote. They, he also said that they started making music and they had a lot of conversation. And they were, he said that they were proud of the music. Uh, he was proud of the music that she had made, and she was really proud of the art that he released. And by the end of the day, it's really about how to. Ha- it's really about having a healthy respect for one another's craft. And he always thinks his wife is amazing. Right now, we have 12 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take a another music break. And uh, when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day. Don't go anywhere. When the air turns cold and the fireplace starts to glow It must be Christmas, it must be Christmas Twinkle lights on the trees and kissing on the 
Degrees in Season of Love from their new Christmas album, Let It Snow. And, uh, you know, Nick Lachey is a friend of the show. Uh, he's he's such a great uh, person. You know, I had interviewed him a couple, like several years ago. Um, 
but if you want to listen to that interview, that's when uh, his son Camden was a little baby, and now you know they now they got three children now since that uh, interview. So uh, if you want to listen to that interview, make sure you check out the archives. Right now we have here eight minutes left remaining in the show, and for the last remaining stories of the day. Grammy 2018, for the first time in nearly 20 years, no white male has been nominated for Album of the Year. Nearly all the albums and Record of the Year nominees are people of color or women. This year, nominees for Album of the Year are Jay-Z's 444, Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, Damn by Kendrick Lamar, Melodrama by Lord, and 24K Magic by Bruno Mars. In 1999, the nominees for that category included four female artists, The Globe Session by Cheryl Crow, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill, Ray of Light by Madonna, Come On Over by Shania Twain, and version 2.0 by the female-led rock band Garbage. Uh, but, you know, as usual, you're going to have some haters and you're going to have some people on Twitter um, that said, uh, one person tweeted, constant headlines like this are literally a reason racism is so bad now. Why is this important? Um there is zero reason to point out this out. Talented people were nominated. That's all there is to it. So that you had some good and bad comments. Uh, Recording Academy President and CEO Neil Portnow told Billboard he was pleased and called the nomination a wonderful reflection on their organization, how relevant and in touch and savvy the voter members are. The 60th annual Grammy Awards ceremony will be held on January 28, 2018. CBS will broadcast the show live from the Madison Square Garden right here in New York City. And Jennifer Hudson has given her baby daddy, David Otunga, 11 days to pack up his stuff and move out of the couple former home with his son, David Otunga Jr. According to documents obtained by the Blad, Otunga and Hudson agreed for him to be completely out by December 11, and he is allowed to have three people help him out. As previously reported, Hudson and David reached a temporary agreement which gave him custody of 8-year-old David Jr. the majority of the time. Jennifer is currently in London shooting The Voice UK, and TMZ reported that she committed to traveling to Los Angeles often to do The Voice. There are rumors that J. Hud feared testifying on the oath about who she allegedly is uh, creeping with, so she dropped everything against her soon-to-be ex. Jennifer was granted exclusive possession of the home they share because she is the sole owner. The ex-couple has been ordered to not post anything on social media about their custody case or any information about their son. However, Atunga is allowed to video and photograph his personal property when he visits the house to begin collecting his items. And America Princess Meghan Markle has a half-sister that's itching to spill the tea about their strained relationship. Samantha Grant has revealed that Markle's royal engagement has caused some strain in her family, which is interesting as noted by The Cut because the two have not spoken since 2008. Grant is reportedly writing a memoir called The Diary of Princess Pushy Sister. The mother of three, also known as Samantha Markle, is a 52-year-old former actress and model who lives in Florida. She shares a dad, Thomas Markle, with her half-sister, Megan, who she claimed to have raised raised for 12 years growing up in California. Now, Samantha was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2008 and is now wheelchair-bound because of the condition. While Grant may not be invited to the royal wedding, she's hopeful that Meghan will extend an invite so she can show how much she loves her and how happy she is for her. 
An iconic female group in Vogue released their new single, Rocket, from their forthcoming Electric Cafe album. The group sings their infectious harmonies grab you from the start of this heartfelt track to take you to a euphoric place where lovers go. The ladies effortlessly serenade about a love that has them higher than they ever been before. The soul-stirring lyrics were written by Neo and produced by Curtis Sauce Wilson, whose credit includes Brandy, Kay Michelle, Music, and Celine Dion. Electric Cafe is set to for a March 30th, 2018 release and will feature a guest appearance by Snoop Dogg uh, with production from Rafia Sadiq, uh, Dem Joints, and longtime Involve producer Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy. And Reverend Ron Simmons is returning to television as Netflix has ordered a scripted comedy series based on his family life. The music icon will star in the series alongside his wife, Justin Simmons, Justine Simmons. The couple previously started the MTV reality series Ron's House from 2005 to 2009. Reverend Ron will portray himself in the semi-fictionalized series about the rapper and his post-hip-hop life. Simmons and his wife self-financed the series, leading to a 10-episode straight-to-series order at Netflix. And it looked like Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris are done for good. The Guardian of the Galaxy star filed for divorce from his wife of eight years on last Friday, uh, citing irreconcilable differences. And Ferris filed a response at the same time, indicating the filing was carefully orchestrated. In the document, the once-beloved Hollywood pair uh, requests joint custody of their five-year-old son, Jack. Each of the stars also reserved the right to obtain spousal support, but TMZ reports it's unlikely either will request anything. On August 6th of this year, both Ferris and Pratt issued a statement announcing their separation in the court doc they list on July 13th as the date of separation. The two reportedly had a prenup in place, according to TMZ. Ferris, who's 41, has appeared to move on from the passenger actor and is now dating cinematographer Michael Barrett, who she was first spotted out in, in September after working on the film Overboard. It is unclear if Pratt had moved on, but he did warn fans on Friday that someone on social media was using his identity to hit on female fans. And Little Peep's memory was honored in Long Island last Saturday, barely two weeks after the 21-year-old rapper's death. Friends, family, and fans gathered in Long Beach to celebrate the singer who died November 15th of a suspected overdose. The rapper, whose real name was Gustav Orr, was found unresponsive on his tour bus after a pre-concert nap in Tuscan, uh, Arizona. At his beachside memorial, his mother, Liza Womack, said that her son had been vulnerable despite his success. Little Pete grandmother Jenny Kastner opened the service by talking about the fans' letters she read since his death, including one who called him completely unique, a gift from God that was handed to us for a short period of time to change the world for the better. Police are reportedly investigating whether the rapper ingested drug lace with fentanyl, a powerful opioid pain reliever, before his death. That will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.